welcome to day 11 of your narc free journey today we do have a guest host with us today mr donnell roberts uh he is the host of this can be life podcast he's also an army vet um and he also is a mental health coach so donnell thank you so much for joining us today did you want to go <laughs> you're welcome did you want to tell us a little bit more about yourself and what do you do sure sure so um mental health is kind of a um has been a passion of mine. Um, I come, you know, I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Um, really came from a, a two-parent household. Um, however, uh, my, my stepdad was kind of in and out, just struggled with his own mental health hurdles, um, which definitely affected the family um, and um, kind of put put me in a position where I end up joining the army at 18 because of our financial situation. So, um, you know, that until, you know, deployments to Afghanistan, Korea, um, I've been to a bunch of different countries, um, too many to count, to be honest. Um, but it's, it's, you know, my journey has definitely been a pleasure, but mental health is something that has, um, that I kind of pushed down and I end up getting injured towards the end of my career and getting medically retired uh, from the military, which um, coming out of that and then going back to Detroit and struggling with PTSD, anxiety, depression, um, after just having my career kind of snatched from me, it, it, it sent me on this spiral and I didn't really have anyone to turn to. You know what I mean? And I think that's a common theme for um, people getting out of the military. I think. Um, mental health struggles is a common thing for um, young males that look like me that come from where I come from. So it definitely um, kind of put a boot to my rear to to make a difference to do something about it. So that's where I am today. All right. Yeah. Mental health, I think, especially for military is huge. Uh, my grandfather was in the military. Um, also, my ex-husband was in the military and okay. seeing uh, the struggles that they had and with my ex-husband, he did have the resources, but compared to my grandfather not having as many resources or not willing to use the resources, you can, right, right. You can see where we are still lacking, I think, in America in this in this system. Because there's so many people that need so much help still with mental health coming out of military roles. 100%. 100%. All right. So I know that you are divorced. Um, did you want to dive into a little bit about not just your divorce, but your healing through your divorce? Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, I, I guess my healing had a lot to do with the divorce and and um, and really the marriage in general, if I'm being honest. Um, my process, I, I was, I guess looking for identity within myself. However, I began to seek happiness and that identity um, from external sources, okay. right? Which landed me in the marriage to begin with. And then um, when that person couldn't make me happy anymore, um, they became dead weight almost. Okay. So it, it definitely... Um, kind of burden, obviously, the relationship and the connection that I have with this person, because, um, you know, my ex-wife is a really good person. She really is. She's a, she has a kind heart. 
um, and a really good friend, but, uh, you know, we were, we were young. I got married at a very young age and then you throw the military into that and I, and the military was like my real wife. And then I had this wife at home that I was trying to please. And, <laughs> you know, so it, it, it was definitely a lot of different dynamics, which obviously, um, as a young male being immature, um, and then kind of the, the culture of the military, especially for young men, um, it, it didn't really, it, it wasn't really a safe space to deal with your feelings and deal with um, wanting to, to improve um, that aspect of your being. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like we, we just pushed everything down and just kept running, kept marching, kept, kept, kept fighting, you know? So um, I think every, everything that I kind of have, have dealt with really um, in the midst of the relationship was, I, I, I take full responsibility. I do know it takes two people to be in a relationship, but I didn't, I think as the man inhabit a safe space for her to be her. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's huge growth for you to see that. I think that is <laughs> my next question is the growth that you've seen in yourself since that relationship have, or have you seen growth in yourself since your last relationship? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. See, after the marriage, I didn't really even see that I was in the wrong. So I just began to go from relationship to relationship to relationship. And it, and it was easy to do because in the military, I just traveled a lot. Yeah. I went to different places. I spent enough time here to be in a relationship in this place. And then I spent enough time here to be in a relationship in this place. So none of my military time really enabled that. That's an excuse. It, it was easy for me to hop from relationship to relationship because I was hopping from location to location. Now, um, the progression as a person came when the military stopped and I didn't have my main wife, the army, as a dependent for me to lean on or an excuse for me to not be present or for me to not be vulnerable. Um, and then I was stuck with my feelings because I had been done by the military what I had done to every woman, including my ex-wife. I've been left. I have been left um, expecting more, wanting more, and, and not having that. So uh, my progression really came when, um, I guess when I was just um, left with no one but myself. I didn't really have, the resources were there, um, on the mental health side, but I feel like they were more or less, a lot of the resources were there to just check the block, to say that they, you know, that they gave me five to six sessions or they gave me seven or eight sessions. So, um, so it really became a thing to, for me to try to find um, help within myself and, and do my own research and use don't, you know, what, what, you know, what we all have at our fingertips, the World Wide Web, and 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 actually building a relationship within myself, because when I actually was able to like sit down those voices, 
you know, I just start talking to myself, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and answering myself. And I didn't like what I was seeing. You know, I didn't like my responses. My responses were immature. They were, um, they lacked accountability. They lacked vulnerability, excuse me. They lacked vulnerability. They lacked honesty. They lacked transparency. They lacked ownership. They lacked ownership. They lacked ownership. <laughs> and it just, it, it was nasty. It was just nasty. And I was not proud of that. You know what I mean? And I'm a, I, I view myself as trying to be a man of integrity. So, you know, I had to improve. So definitely have to improve. But I, I think I don't know if it's normal, but I, I felt the same way during my divorce. I was like, oh, it's not me. It's definitely him. Uh, oh, yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. This is why I'm out is you is not me. And then I was a little bit opposite. I, I knew coming out because I it was a real toxic relationship. I uh -huh. knew I needed the time to heal. So I, I did give myself that time to heal. But within that time of healing, it kind of scared me from dating because I was just like, you know what? I like you here. I'm going to stay here. It's comfortable here. But I was also able to see where my faults were. So I had to grow and I had to say, okay, I wasn't superwoman. I wasn't this perfect woman that I thought I was in my head. And I had to take ownership of my faults in that marriage because I wasn't perfect, perfect, 100%, perfect yeah. but um, yeah, I had to sit back and say, okay, you're not perfect. <laughs> you aren't, <laughs> you aren't doing all these things in your head that you thought you were doing um, and just really figure out who I was as a person and what that relationship taught me because mm -hmm. good or bad, it taught me something. I grew from it. Um, and I took that information and I'm moving forward with it. Um, but with that question, when did you learn to love yourself? Was it after your divorce or do you feel like you've always loved yourself? You just didn't show it. Nah, nah, son. Nah, <laughs> no, no. Um, like I, I my love for myself have has come honestly in the last like two years. I've always like, I've always respected myself because I wanted the respect, yeah. you know what I mean? But loving yourself and respecting yourself is two different things, you know what I'm saying? Um, I was never, I respected myself enough to not be honest with myself. I respected myself enough not to be vulnerable with myself. And I never really spent enough time with myself to even allow a relationship to flourish. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, in the midst of having that, that time after my injury and being uh, medically separated from the military and now, you know, being a divorcee and, and you know, having all these other relationships at the end of, of this run, I stopped and looked at the common denominator and it was me, you know what I mean? So then I had to like dig into myself and figure out like who I am, yep. figure out what I enjoy doing because in every single relationship I had been in, I had picked up the habits, hobbies, and, um, enjoyments of that other person or of the relationship. So if we drink, then we drink it. If we go out a lot, then we go out a lot. If she goes to the gym a lot, then we go into the gym a lot. You know what I mean? And I yeah. really, 
didn't have, and then I had my military identity, which was, you know, my identity with my main wife, the army. So that culture was just, you know, drinking and lifting and just being a tool, you know what I mean? (laughs) So, so, um, when you kind of slow down, you actually realize that, well, I actually realize that I'm a, a really amazing person, but none of these things that I would do a lot it were things that really was of my character. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I enjoy working out, but I'm not like a gym head type yeah. of guy. You know what I mean? I enjoy, uh, you know, a glass of wine or a good cocktail every now and again, but I'm not that, that like, I'm not a drinker, you know, yeah. like this is not a part of my, I, and I have been, but I can go months, even, you know, years without any alcohol. And I have, you know, and that, especially after separating from the military, because that's not something that is who I am. And then after I started to kind of shed off this hard shelled exterior, I realized that I'm a lot more vulnerable um, with myself. And I realized that I'm a lot more sensitive than I come off to be, which ultimately just made me fall in love with me even more. So, you know. I mean, that that's amazing. I, I think I would say for myself as well, I just fell in love with myself. I wouldn't want to say last year. I know when we, we hit the pandemic, like that uh-huh. was, um, I got divorced in 2019. So I okay. had like a little bit of time and then this pandemic hit and I'm just like, okay, I'm all alone. And so I was right. forced to kind of sit here. And I was like, oh no, I'm gonna make the best of it. I'm blah, blah, blah. And I learned right. how to bake everything else that I was learning how to do, but I wasn't taking the time to really just reflect on myself. And then I did <laughs> one day. And then I was just like, you know what? I thought I loved myself when I was younger. I used to be so proud. I'm this, I'm this woman. And I, I don't take disrespect from men and everyone's going to respect yep. me. And, yep. and, I, and then I'm looking back on the relationships and the patterns that I had. And I was like, oh, I didn't love myself. I just loved, <laughs> I love that someone wanted me, one. And so I was mm-hmm. like, okay, he wants me. So that makes me feel like I'm wanted. Um, mm-hmm. I could get semi-attention. So I was like, okay, well, I can't be bad looking. But then I took the time did self-reflection I was like okay I have low self-esteem because the people that I'm allowing in my to my life I don't even like you yeah exactly (laughs) I'm not even attracted to you but I allowed you into my life because you wanted me and now it's weird because now it's flipped and so now it's like people are like I'm like yeah no I'm sorry I'm just attracted to you which is fine and I'm okay with saying that now and that's how I know that 100 percent like the, the thing about it is when you when you have a relationship with yourself, these people are not competing with the other people that like you. They're competing with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because now I know how I desire to be treated because I treat myself that way. Exactly. Now I, I know how I desire to be honored and, and comforted and spoken to because I honor myself and I talk to myself in that manner. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to be able to, even if like you're a, the level of, of attraction and wisdom and, and, and quality that I desire, you still got to treat me the way that I 
I treat myself because now I, I, I know me. Now I got a relationship with me. Yeah. And that that's the part that'll, you know, that will find, you know, the people that have a relationship with themselves are quite often single for a little bit longer or for a more extended period of time because of that reason. And then even like when we were younger too, like the relationship with ourselves, like it it entailed the relationship that we had with other people. So we liked ourselves because of the way we looked. Yep. the way that we acted or the way that we dressed or, you know, all these things versus like who we really are as a person. What, you know, like you, the first thing you ask is like, well, what do you do? And, you know, where, where do you like to go? And, you know, what, and then you, you check this person out in their appearance and what that looks like. And that's all fine and dandy, but that was the relationship that we had with ourselves. So we didn't really like try to seek for more in other people or demand more out of other people because that was a relationship that we had with ourselves, which was so surface, you know what I mean? It, it, it just, it couldn't inhabit more because, you know, there was the lack of, of intimacy or relationship within ourselves. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's weird because you can't, when you're starting to talk to other people, you can see it in themselves. So oh yeah, hundred like, percent. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're here. People are still asking me. They'll ask me random questions. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're still just up here. Yeah, down here. Yeah, yeah. In the clouds. Vain, like and it's just and there's like, nothing wrong with yeah. that. I mean, every we we're all at different levels. That's the yeah. funny thing about it is like, we all think that like, oh, at this age I'm supposed to be here, and at that age I'm supposed to be there. Like, I tell like some of my clients are older women. And I tell them all the time, like, you, you have to realize that there are adult boys in this world. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're kids that are of age, you know? So you can't expect them to honor you in this way and treat you this way or think of you in this way or even honor themselves in this way because this, this young, like, this adult boy has not matured. He's not at that point in his life, yep. you know, and more power to him. That's why he's walking around dressed like that. That's why he act like that. Why That's he's why still he trying to like rap that. at 40 and he don't yeah, have no exactly. real job. <laughs> and, <laughs> exactly. and he wants you to hold him down. It's like, uh, right. exactly. I'm not holding you down. I'm sorry, yeah. uh, you're 40, oh. give it up. Give up the dream, it can be a side. Exactly, I'm trying to lift you up, you know? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's, it's rough out here in these streets. Speaking of these streets, these dating streets, are there any red flags that you now see in women that make you run the opposite way right away? Or are you like one of those people to be like, okay, I'm gonna give you a few, a few red flags before I, I dip out? You know what? They, there are, but I do tend to give people the benefit of the doubt. I'll meet with with anybody for coffee. Um, and I, and I tend to like, you know, just, just have a conversation, see where the maturity level is, um, see where the intimacy level is with, with, with us and within themselves, um, you know, and, and just see where they are as a person. A lot of us like, um, like I, I have a pretty good job. I, I have a, you know, my normal nine to five and then I have, you know, the, the mental health side of things, but a lot of people get so focused on that and what I can provide 
financially, but they don't even realize like my real provision and what I provide is, is the love, the intimacy, the, the honesty, okay, the, the direction. Yeah. The mental. Yeah. Like I, I provide, I can do that. Don't get me wrong. Like I can do that all day. We can do that all day, but that's only one facet of a person's being. And when you get so caught up in that, like you lose who I am as a person, you know what I'm saying? So a, a lot of like where I live now, a lot of the, the young women, they are like, they like you, you know, got their own this, got their own that. And that's amazing. And I love that. But what I can provide money can't buy, exactly. you know what I mean? And <clears throat> I think when a, when a woman doesn't really know what encompasses a man, it's hard for us to, to really hit it off like that. Cause the questions that you ask me, our conversation, it's just not there. It's not there. I'm not, I'm not like, I invest in people. I, I invest in, in um, like, like, don't get, like I'm saying, don't get me wrong. Like I do have like financial investments and all that stuff, but that's not who I am as a person. And I can, I can show you that and I can communicate that to you, but that's never like, my focus you know i feel like if you have to show someone you have investments do you really think that they're <laughs> you know yeah like you know yeah, if, even if we got to show you the portfolio about, yeah like like it's like um it's like the person trying to confess their love to you if if like you can tell me but you got to show me you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah you yeah. can you can you can convey all day that you can do this or you can do that or that you're a woman and you can do because it because the same thing that goes on that foot when I said there are grown boys out here, there are grown girls, grown girls that are still, especially for my age, I'm 32, you know, um, and I'm a father of, of, you know, I got young sons. So I'm trying my hardest mission in the world is more importantly, not and as well as having a relationship with myself, but raising these young boys to be quality men. And in dating, these are like my type of questions. So it's important for me to know that you know what a man looks like, that you know how to treat a man, how to talk to a man, how to even be in the presence of one. Because if you don't, then you wouldn't appreciate me. I, I do open doors. I do pick up the tabs and I'm not going to let you pick up the tab until we get to a point where I, you know, where, where that's something that we're sharing, but I'm, I'm kind of old fashioned when it comes to that, you know? Yeah. I mean, nothing wrong, nothing wrong with that. I think when you find the right person, all of it'll those things will, it'll, it'll appreciate it and reciprocate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I always used to t tell people like money can't buy love. And when I was younger, I used to say that and didn't really like, understand until I was in a relationship hit. where you 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 could give me and you kept buying me stuff that's great but you didn't love me and so uh -oh. I was like, at a point I was like these are all materialistic things but I don't have your heart you don't have mine you don't have my mind you don't have attention yeah. yeah I was like Not, it, you can go to the apple store and get me some stuff that's great but no, at the end of the day no. you're not helping me elevate I'm not helping you elevate you're not yeah. my piece I'm not your piece and where are we going with this? Because we're not elevating each other. So we're not yep. building a legacy for anything. We're just building materialistic stuff. And I'm just like, okay, that's not. But that's, but that's what, what like becomes a problem is that's like social media is, 
pushing that materialistic narrative on people. And now people think that that is reality. Yes. You know, and whatever narrative, whatever narrative that social media desires to push for that day, it is the thought in your mind. Now you think that it's okay to walk up on stage in the middle of a, in the middle of an appointment and smack somebody and think that that is going to go over okay. And then 20 you know minutes I mean? later, win an award and say, I'm struggling. And it's just yeah, like, yeah. okay, you're struggling. We get it. But I mean, that's, you could have composed yourself a little bit better. Right. But that also goes into my next question is social media and relationships. Do you think they're helping or harming, which I think I already know which way you're going to go. So what are your thoughts on social media and the effects that they are having on relationships today? Do you think it's it's causing people to not settle down because they feel like they have these options over here? Yep. People are trying to play house and they want to be a power couple on the internet. So they're staying in these toxic or terrible relationships. Right. Or are they just saying, hey, I'm just showing my love. You, you know what? Social, social media, when it comes to relationships, I think... I think it's it's a really difficult thing because first of all the relationship has to be solid. Yeah. And if the relationship is solid, it it does not matter in my opinion what you go through. If if we know each other, if we're in a relationship and our bond is that strong, I don't care what media, social, non-social, you know what I mean? Media, it 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 won't matter, but at the end of the day um, social media has definitely put a burden on uh, relationships. And you see people that have been married 30, 40 years starting to get a divorce because of what, what's happening is you're leaving a 80% person for a 20% person. You don't even know this person, but you see their pictures. They're, they're aesthetically pleasing because that's what we go for now Literally. more than anything yeah. is, is what the aesthetics look like. Um, they're aesthetically pleasing, but you don't know what their mental health is. You don't know what their spiritual health is. You don't know what their goals and ambitions are. You don't know if this person can motivate you or you can motivate them. First and foremost, the first thing that I always ask people is, are you open and willing to give and receive unconditional love? Yeah, that's good. So I don't care what you look like. If your heart is not open to give and receive that love, then we're not going anywhere to begin with. But these people are leaving their 80% person because they have, you know, they're flawed in this way or they're flawed in that manner, which every, there is not a human on this earth <laughs> that does not have their issues, that does not have their flaws, that, yeah. that, is, that is without flaw, that's perfect. So you're leaving your 80% person for this 20% person and you, you will realize that at some point. But at the same time, I think there's the opposite side of that too, is I think that people people are realizing their worth and they're understanding who they are. And they're having, especially through the pandemic, spent, people spent a little bit more time with themselves and they learned that, you know what? I am a person of quality and I do not deserve this. And I, do, and I know that even if I can't go somewhere and be treated better, I can just be with self and, and treat myself as someone of quality. So I think, I think it's a catch 22. Um, if, if your relationship is solid, I don't think it's st nothing stands a chance against it. But um, I think people don't have a, a strong enough understanding of themselves. Yeah. You can't like you can't motivate me with with the purses that guys be wearing. No offense to anybody that 
like where is this kind of stuff but there's just certain things that I'm j- I just can't partake in because yeah. of who I am so it doesn't matter what what social media what narrative social media is pushing my views are my my views you know what I mean so it, it like it's a double it, that goes back to your relationship with yeah, yourself it, it's it's tough because I think especially for younger women and I see it in my niece which is weird because she's only eight but I see it in her where she's just like oh your value comes if you have a man and I was like wait <laughs> I'm not valuable because I don't have a man and she was like yeah you don't have anybody and my mama do and I'm like I said but let's let's I was like, but I'm happy and I want someone who does this. And she was like, yeah, but you still don't have a boyfriend. I was like, well, that, that means nothing. I was like. Well, I mean, that's, that's tough yeah. to explain and to I a kid, like, but I do understand where you're coming from. <laughs> and they're teaching society to have this very black and white style of thinking. You're either Democrat or you're Republican. Yep. No in between. You're either pineapples on pizza or no pineapples on pizza. There is no in between. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's the extreme end of both ends of the spectrum even though people don't understand that it's a spectrum for a reason yeah you know what i mean that people fall everywhere yeah on that so i like i think i think we have to get back even when it comes to relationships even when it comes to our mental health as people we have to get back to a more simplistic place where we have to have a relationship with ourselves and then we have to connect with the people around us regardless of what like forgive me but after being in the war and after, uh, you know, like dealing with different cultures, different races, yeah. I can't buy into everything that social media tells me. I just can't. Yeah. So, so if they tell me that white people don't like black people, I'm sorry, but I know that they do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If they tell me that, that, that the sky is, is one color, I like, it's only so much that, that I'm going to decide to invest in because the only reality is my reality. What's yeah. happening in my life? Like, I feel so bad for the people in Russia and the people in Ukraine, but that's not my life. It's not. My yeah. prayers go yeah. to you and your families, but my life is my life. You know what I'm saying? And I can only be affected by what is actually affecting me yeah. directly. We, they, they force and push these different narratives every single week. COVID just completely went away. So it's a way, but then they're trying to like push it back in. So I was like, are we trying to prepare for the winter for that? Or what are we doing? <laughs> and then down. <laughs> like, it's a new scare every single week. And even if COVID didn't go away, like, like three weeks ago, you needed a vaccination card to get in anywhere in Denver. Yeah. And now that's not even a thing anymore. You can get into the game without one. You can go to professional events. And it's just like, it's, it's important for people to know who they are. Yeah. And all that comes back to, even when it comes to your mental health, everything comes back to the relationship that you have with yourself. Yeah. And that can improve the relationship that you have with your community and your tribe. Yeah. And that's what I'm a firm believer in. It's life is about relationships. I agree. I agree. I think something I always like mentor the girls that I mentor with is making a time limit for social mm-hmm. media um, because mm-hmm. it is, it can be so toxic to just take that in. And especially for women, it, and probably men as well, but to see those women with the perfect bodies, you do start to judge yourself. And then 
you see people oh, yeah, pictures so you're just like yeah. well this is what i need and i'm like that that's not realistic that's not a real standard of a right. woman. uh yeah. so you can't obtain that naturally that that's artificial even if they're saying they're in the gym and it's a gym photo i was like they probably yeah. didn't he said when i'm in the gym i see the women who come in with the tripods we call them the tripod girls they'll come in do the two sets and then record it and go but on media, it's going to look like she was sweating They've it been out. in there sweating it out, yeah, all day, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so I'm it's, just like, it, it's, it's, it's so tough because when I was younger, social media wasn't this big thing. And now I see how it has changed into this, this own, it's this beast. And I'm just like, if we're not aware of what social media is, it's dangerous. Right, right. And, and it can be if you... I think anything in life can be dangerous if you give it the power. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, it, it doesn't have to be dangerous if you don't give it that power. The, the important thing is to know who you are and connect with people that um, that have the same perspective mm -hmm. and and view life from the same way that you do. That social media is no no more than just a tool that we use. And at the end of the day, we can set that phone down. We can set that app down. And we can walk away and then go live life, participate in life, and then you know share those those um, shareable moments with the world. But you know, it I guess it's 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 really um, about perspective. All right. Um, so, in wrapping up, is there any advice you would give to your younger self? I would. Um, To my younger self, I would, I would, I would definitely tell me to uh, to get to know me a little bit sooner, to to spend more time with me, to um, to protect those that that could not protect themselves, um, to love harder, and to. Uh, to buy, to buy Bitcoin a lot sooner. <laughs> really, sir. <laughs> and Tesla it's and Amazon. Bitcoin thing a lot sooner. Dude. No, um, I think I think I the relationship that I had with 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 myself, I think it should have and could have came a lot sooner. And um, I'm grateful for what where I am with it today, but um, but I definitely wish I would have uh, invested in myself a lot sooner because I am a person of quality. So. Right. I agree. I agree as well. Um, well, thank you so much for- Yes, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You. You're welcome. Do you want to go ahead and let everyone know where they can find you? Yes. Um, my uh, Instagram as well as my TikTok is Donnell underscore Roberts. That's D-O-N-E-L-L -L underscore Roberts. Um, and then you can access every other platform from there. So, you know, if you need a mental health coach, go ahead and check me out on Instagram or TikTok. Both links are on there. Perfect. Thank All right. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Um, as always, I will continue to pray for you guys. I will see you guys later. Keep striving, keep growing, keep loving.